ladies and gentlemen, thanks for chiming in today. I'm here again with Kevin McNamee. This is our 22nd meeting together, and we're really excited because today we're just going to talk about the fluff, the fun and the fluff of Costa Rica. In the last 21 or so episodes, we've really talked about a lot of things that are so important when thinking about moving to Costa Rica, including residency, how to become involved in that, the steps involved, and so many other facts and figures that today we're just going to try to keep it a little bit more sane and easy, more laid back today. And Kevin, I appreciate your being on the phone here with me once again. You're welcome entirely. Welcome entirely. Look, I keep mentioning, I look forward to these little conversations. So let's fire away. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, I just uh, a question, then a couple comments. And I want to hear some stories that you've told me in the past few years, because I always seem to laugh when you're done. And I know if I have a good sense of humor, and I can laugh, then everybody else will be happy too. And you've been in uh, Costa Rica for over 30 years now. And I know that you used to live in uh, Canada and Canada, like the United States, uh, if you want it to be, it's full of stress and it's not too laid back anymore with the political structure. And uh, there's just, to me, there's really not too much to look forward to. Not saying that I'm anti-American, but every time I'm in Costa Rica, I just feel like a different person. And with that in mind, I want to ask you a question here. And this is from me. This isn't from anybody who sent it in. Costa Rica has over 600 miles of coastline. I know there's a lot of amazing beaches there. And a lot of people that you and I talk to, they want to move to the beach instead of just maybe living an hour or so away and visiting the beach whenever they want to. What's your take on that? What if some of your clients who have moved to the beach, do they like it? Do they think it's too much? It's too hot? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. The fact that my wife and I live here in the Central Valley speaks volumes in itself. We have access to literally from East Coast or West Coast in our case, because literally Santa Ana in the Central Valley is about 50 percent of the way across the country so it would be easy for us to go to either coast when we go to the coast we gravitate towards the west coast uh, we gravitate both south and north north being Wanacosti area farmland uh, beautiful beautiful surroundings uh, people keep in their mind a, a picture of gleaming white sand beaches we do have a few white sand beaches, but Costa Rica is also a volcanic country. And as a result, you do have a lot of many, many millions of year old sand beaches that are black, dark sand. But it's a feature that you get used to. It's uh, summer. You will find the irregular white sand beaches here. But the fact is moving here it's such a personal call. We chose to stay in the Central Valley. I guess maybe business-wise was a good choice, but quality of life in, in, in our Santa Ana, where we live, is, it is perfect. 
much a question about it. It's uh, very seldom above 90 degrees and very seldom below 70 degrees. You get the same kind of rainfall as different areas of the country, but where we are nestled just at the through the hills of the uh, hills between Santa Ana and Escazú, for some weird reason, the rains seem to go around Santa Ana. I don't know if it's a reflection on my good lifestyle or whatever, but we just don't get uh, overwhelmed with torrential rainfalls or even the potential of torrential rainfalls. We get rainfalls, but enough to keep the gardens green and the flowers blooming year round. As you go to the beach, it is hot. There's no question about it. It's, uh, it's hot, humidity is high. Remember folks, in this electronic age, we all have our computers and blah, 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 electronics with us and such. And salt air and electronics are not a match made in heaven. So beware, you're going to have a, a larger repair bill to the electronics if you're living on the beach. If you want to be close to the beach, I would recommend an altitude at least a thousand feet in the air so that the salt water, the salt drops out of the water as it comes inland in the form of a breeze. Uh, you're not really traveling miles to be, to, to obtain that kind of altitude because a lot of places, the, the mountains run down to the beach. So it's, it's not a problem. A search and, search and you will find, but the, the, it is, impossible to escape the heat certain times of the year at the beach. Now, having talking to two Canadians here, my wife and I, we rather like the, the heat. Uh, we love Vancouver, but we didn't have the heat there, but we love the proximity to the ocean and such. But here, the Central Valley for me is, is the place to be. And again, it's just a choice. It's a personal preference, isn't it? Well, there's, there's, there's different factors also, Skip. A, a young couple, two or three kids are preschool or school age. They have to consider the fact that, you know, the beach is ideal. It's find a beach that's safe in the sense of, uh, you know, no drop-offs in the ocean and no um, tidal uh, riptides. That's what I'm trying to stumble across, riptides and such. And they're there. Typically, beaches that have reefs out further, almost beyond the eyesight, but that stops any opportunities for riptide and such. Other beaches are are recommended for experienced swimmers only, but uh, that's one factor. But the other factor is you want to have a large enough clientele or or, or a large enough person. How do you say this? You want to have enough people around that the schools will reflect the requirements for a lot of people. This is, this is probably not coming out correctly, but you don't want to damn your kids to a substandard school system. And that if your children are the only English speaking kids in a Costa Rican school that's catered to Costa Ricans and taught by Costa Ricans, you're, they're going to learn Spanish very quickly, faster than you will, but 
Will they get the quality education? No. So there's those sort of kind of factors. Eskazu, Santa Ana, where they have the bilingual schools and such, is a big, big incentive for people to stay in Central Valley. As as the population at the beaches grow, we're getting better and better schools there, but that's a call that you have to make yourself. The individual has to make themselves, but which is another factor. Electronics is another factor. Cost, the beach beach properties are typically more expensive than other beach uh, properties because people, more people want to live there. A common factor is, we tell, we can see, is the number of people that come down from Duluth, Minnesota, or Arkansas, or Winnipeg, or Toronto, La Belle Province, Quebec, go to the beach and three, four years later are living here in Central Valley because of a, a number of factors. So it's really a call. Now the West, the East Coast is a slightly different uh, temperature, a little more warm, a little more, of a rainy season longer than the east of the west coast but then again to each their own there you do get more caribbean looking beaches white sand palm trees to the beaches etc cetera, etc cetera. it really boils down to the personal call absolutely kevin uh, i've known you since probably 2007 and i would venture to say that we've had at least five or six hundred cups of coffee together and perhaps maybe more glasses of wine than that <laughs> and uh <laughs> the the reason i like hanging with you is because uh because of your stories you've been here for 30 some years and the, it seems like every story that you tell is better than the one i just heard and one thing that is important to me because i'm a very positive person is that uh all the stories that i hear from you are positive and they're fun and they're just about life in Costa Rica, the Pura Vida lifestyle. And in fact, uh, a lot of the marketing effort that I do for both you and uh, myself is through telling stories and everything is good news. Anybody can find uh, stories that are that dwell on bad news and something bad happened, but that's not what I'm all about. And that's not what this is all about. With that in mind, uh, can you share with the listeners just a couple of the stories that you told me? I think one comes to mind about when you go to the market and they always add a, a couple extra bananas and then your mechanic, he does a lot of extra work for you. And at times perhaps that you have broken down in your car and just a total stranger stops by and helps you fix it or change a flat and he refuses money. So I, I just want to accentuate the positive here. Could you help me out a little bit? Well, this, this is all based on attitude and, and your perspective of your treatment of, of, of fellow humans. And, and that sounds like a, such a broad statement, but the fact is people that come down here or over here or up here because we come, they come from all directions to live, you could tell very quickly by their comments and attitude, whether they're going to last year or not. Now I'm in the business of helping people get their legal status, but when you listen to them and their comments are like, why is Costa Rica so backward when they do this? Or why is it that they don't do things like they do back home? 
these are these are signs that not only are they talking to a fellow gringo, even though I'm Canadian, we're all considered gringos if we come from up north. And you listen to them and you see uh, that's an interesting attitude to take when you are thinking about being a guest in the country. Well, you know, like blah, 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 blah I, I hate Democrats or I hate Republicans or I hate liberals or I hate conservatives. I, I'm going to come down here and, and what are you going to do? Uh, well, I, I'm going to just join the Republican Party that's represented here, or the, you're just you're just transporting your same attitude, same mentality as you have back home. So it it's attitude is so important, and sure there are things that that get on a person's nerves. Uh, uh, for some reason, I don't seem to worry too much about drivers down here because either I'm as bad as they are, or or people are, are, are or I have a bigger car than they are, so I don't have to worry as much. But the uh, one of the pet peeves people have down here, for example, is well, they they cut off, they cut me off in the in the traffic. They just drove ahead of me and then I moved in front of me. Yes, okay. So is that enough to? paint the brush, the, the whole drivers of Costa Rica with the same brush? No, it's an attitude. I'll be honest to you, he may be a driver of, of 90 days experience, six, six months experience, a year's experience. Well, he looks 65 years to be, of course, but the fact is, it doesn't mean he had a car's license or driver's license for 65 years. He might have gotten it a year ago. There's got to be some kind of tolerance and such, but if you don't check yourself, give your reality check every now and then and saying, I talked to 99 people and every one of them are jerks, then you better look at what, who, not, not who you're talking about, but who's doing the talking. And I'm talking about that individual, not me. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's attitude and it's a very it's very important to have a positive attitude. Costa Ricans are not very demonstrative. They're very uh, they they watch and, and listen and they open their doors to their hearts very with some reservation to start with because they have been uh, insulted or put down or or demeaned in some manner in a lot of cases. Now, the further you get away from San Jose and further away from the Central Valley and such, and into the more remote uh, areas, uh, beaches that haven't been developed yet uh, or in the process to be developed, you find the true Tico, Tika, Tico being the males, Tika being the females. There is a, a breath of fresh air, their attitude, the mentality. There is nothing you have that they want. Simple as that. It's simple as that. It's it's a it's a refreshing. Now the the person that's been dealing with I'm going to say wrinkles. Let's qualify that by saying any foreigner, any non-Spanish speaking foreigner. They uh, they they they'll approach you with a very warily because they know there's if you're talking to them there's something probably you need or want or want some explanation for. And uh, they're probably the nicest 
overall the nicest class or nation of people that I have ever come across. I've lived in a number of countries. I've visited a lot of countries and such, not through the Caribbean and such. And this is not the Caribbean folks. This is a, this is a, a real working country that has many industries and many different uh, uh, forms of uh, income, farming and, and electronics and medical devices, et cetera, et cetera, banking. It's, it's a, it's not a, a one industry country. It's a multifaceted and very well developed for, for what it is. And it, that's, that reflects in the fact that it's so popular with for people immigrating here. The, uh, it is, I, I believe it is the number one destination now in Europe and North America. So uh, that, that covers a lot of, and incidentally, South and Central Americans come up here because, of course, the, the language, or half of Miami comes over here because of the language too. So it's uh, it's it's uh, attractive, and those with the right attitude do well here, mentally, physically, financially. Those that have a chip on the shoulder eventually get it knocked off, and usually it's by a fellow gringo. Long answer, sorry, folks, but that's that's you caught me in a very loquacious mood. Yeah, and one thing that I've noticed, Kevin, when I uh, when you and I go to the store, perhaps to pick up something uh, that your wife had on her to do list, uh, I'm tagging along at the end, and I see you up at the cashiers, and uh, I know that your Spanish isn't the best. So I know you aren't talking fluently in Spanish to that young lady or young man or old man or old lady. And, uh, but everybody's laughing. In fact, the cashiers to the left and to the right of you are laughing as well. And I think that just goes to show that the attitude that you have, you always have a smile on your face and you always bring that to every place that you go to. And I think they do appreciate that so much. And, and, uh, just to turn that around, I've been with, uh, people that I know who I don't stay friends too long after that, but <laughs> they, they walk into a store and the exact opposite happens because they think that they're in New York city or, or some other town that really shows no warmth. And I, I think that goes along with what you're saying. Skip, you just reminded me of a story when I first, my wife and I first moved here and we had an office in a hotel here in San Jose, uh, we'd get up, go to have breakfast at the hotel and then go to the office because with the two of us, it's just as nice to eat, have the meal served instead of having to make it. So we merely got to know the, the waiters and waitresses and they knew how I liked my eggs. They knew my wife liked her coffee with black, no cream and sugar, et cetera, et cetera. But you get, you get to know them and, and their English was zero at that time. Not the case now. And my Spanish was zero at that time. And it's very close to that being that level still, but you, you communicate and such, but you'd watch their reaction at different tables and such, and they would be busy. I mean, you're talking about a large restaurant in a hotel with a lot of people and such, and they're serving probably a total of 60 to 90 tables and 20 people serving back and stuff. Anyhow, they 
somebody would be all of a sudden snapping the fingers trying to get their attention. And they've got trays in their hands. They can't stop and, and, and do, you know, cater to that individual. So they took, you know, their fingers would get more louder and, and quicker and such sort of frustration. And when they got there, then they get berated by the client and such. And you'd watch them after a while. Then they did the Tico thing. They don't confront the, the client. They just slow down. And you, you can take it to the bank. Guess who got the meal the latest? The, the last person to get the meal was the one was the waving the $100 bill or the $50 bill or the 10,000 colony bill and snapping their fingers because they don't confront, they just disappear or they move very, very slowly. And it's just, it's just a sort of personifies Costa Rica in its, in, its, uh, uh, in its entirety. They don't yell and scream back at you. They just fade away and their, their service fades away with them. I like that attitude. It's, it's, they live longer. We do have a reputation of people in, in living in Costa Rica much longer than the, the average lifespan of people around the world. I think a lot of the, a lot of it is their attitude. They're just not they're just not going to be bothered with you. I like yeah. I like it. It's actually very similar to my own attitude. <laughs> yeah, and most definitely and there's a thousand stories just like that and one thing that I learned in Costa Rica is the idea of success. You know, in the United States probably the same thing goes in Canada. I believe that I believed past tense, that one is successful when he has the most toys and the nicest car and the biggest house. And and that's it, it seems like. But in Costa Rica, it's just like you said, it's the exact opposite. It's all about what comes from the heart. And I think the most successful person in that restaurant would be someone who uh, who gets served the quickest, right? <laughs> because he, he knows what the Pura Vida lifestyle is. <laughs> And, exactly. and that, that's exactly. what success is all about. And that's what slows people down. And some people I know they just can't handle that. They, they feel guilty slowing down and they don't know what it's like uh, to, uh, to be successful in Costa Rica as opposed to maybe always uh, being number one on the sales list, um, you know, when they were back in their old life and, and right. a lot of people don't adapt, but by the same token, many people do, don't they? You know, you're very philosophical this morning, but I have to agree with you entirely. You are, you are dealing with people who have generations had a different attitude, a different priority. And here's a perfect example. It ties back to the family unit, which is everything to a Costa Rican is family unit. But a a Tico family may section off a piece of their land and build a house for the son or son-in-law and daughter or, you know, the natural progression of, of farmland being broken up and such. But it'd be looking at their farmland that they purchased or was given to, given to them by their parents. And it's got a view of, a, a, just an absolutely beautiful view. So what do they do is they build a house. And secondly, they build a wall. And the wall blocks out the beautiful view. And you, you, you look at them and say, you know, I, I know you're saying, you, you don't verbalize this, but why would you do that? 
why would you block probably one of the best views of within 20 miles of, of, that, of that volcano or that lake or whatever? They don't care about that. They, they live within the walls. They live, that's their house. That's, that's where their family comes. That's where their family comes and visits and enjoys themselves and have their small parties or fall or fiestas or whatever. Yeah, they, it, it's, they are not overly concerned about what the Joneses have. Therefore, they don't have to worry about what they have as long as they have three square meals a day or two square meals a day in a snack and uh, they have their car in the, in, the, in the carport or the driveway or whatever. It's not a, it's not a money-driven attitude. And it's, it's very, uh, for example, the uh, one Costa Rican I know was approached. He had a fairly large piece of land and a, a realtor came by and said, you know, I, I think you you could get a very good price for this and he said well how much how much is it well the, the builder quoted him in colonies okay so i'm just going to use a figure 18 million colonies I, I don't remember what the figure was so anyways the the owner thought that was very impressive and when uh, nothing happened with the deal, but every, every time since, for years, when people have approached him to see if he wanted to sell his property, he said, well, I, I think about it, yes. How much do you want for $18 million? So you say, well, well wait a minute, it's not worth $18 million. I, I think it is. Well, the fact is the man made a mistake years ago when he heard the figure at $18,000, which are basically $50,000, just $25,000, $30,000, something like that. But he, he said, okay, it was a gringo asked me, so he must be talking dollars. The money meant nothing to him. He didn't have any intention ever to sell, but he didn't want to say no to anybody, but he, he just had this figure of $18 million is what it's worth. So if you'll pay me that, I, I would, I would consider it. There was no desire because there was no motivation for him to sell. And there never will be. He'll be buried in the local graveyard, but he'll live, he'll take his last breath breaths on that land. It's just a different mentality. They're not they're not driven by dollars. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think really the moral of the story is is to be successful here, you gotta stop and smell the roses. And that's uh, you've heard that a million times, but I think that is uh, really what it's all about. Kevin, uh, we're going to cut it short here. We really appreciate your time. This is our 22nd uh, conversation together, and we got off track, so to speak, but I think it was in a good way. And uh, it's fun just to uh, talk about uh, what the successful people feel about uh, Costa Rica and why they're here and why so many people, once they get here, they just don't even want to go back to visit wherever they're from. And uh, by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 21 conversations with Kevin uh, regarding residency and all there is to know about Costa Rica. We're going to continue this uh, forever. And all the links are posted at the bottom of the homepage of his website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. 
And if you like what you heard today, why not share our little session with your uh, friends and family? We love to share our knowledge and our ideas and thoughts with everyone because perhaps something that we said today hit home with you and you're considering a move to Costa Rica and maybe uh, this solidified your thoughts a little bit. So that's what we're here for. Uh, finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to cover, please let us know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica good news at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica good news at gmail.com. And Kevin, thanks again. I love talking to you today. And we will continue this, uh, this method and this uh, track of thinking. And we'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status and about simply living in Costa Rica and becoming successful in the Pura Vida lifestyle. Well, thank you very much, Skip. Again, I, I enjoy the sessions. Got carried away a little bit when we got talking about Costa Ricans as near and dear to my heart. They are definitely not maybe, they are definitely the nicest bunch of people I have ever come across in my life have to agree with you on that. Kevin, thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time. Hasta luego, amigo.